It's Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me on Fox Across America weekdays at 10 a.m. on News Talk 930 KROE. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high-efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. What if you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? Let the accounting professionals at Harker Mellinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mellinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember, the initial consultation is always free. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I am Floyd Whiting. Uh, I'm actually here in the studio this yeah, morning. Can we you still believe don't that? have the whole gang together, though. No, no, no. <laughs> Mr. Linden, I'm afraid, is uh, dealing with a dead batter. He's doing his best to get here. I am here with my friends Steve Sisson, Madison Danforth, and Trevor Jackson. Mr. Aaron Linden is on his way. <laughs> Go ahead. Give us a ring. 674-4443 or 67257. Six three. We're gonna head on over to the poll question. This is this is a really interesting question. I'm really glad you guys came up with this one. Well, thanks. Actually, it was that idea. I wanted to talk about this for quite a while. Uh, the question is: Are you concerned about developments in AI or artificial intelligence? And of those responding, we had 54% say yes, 41% say no, and 4% undecided. This is a very broad topic. Uh, so uh, we're not going to be able to cover everything in that topic in this hour, but uh, lots of interesting ways to go here. Now, we were having a conversation before the show, and this is something that I wanted to bring up. When it comes to what we define as intelligence, uh, I was talking to my IT guys, <laughs> and we haven't developed as a human species anything that we could truly say is artificial intelligence. Correct. It's just yeah. clever programming. That, that's my position on it, yeah. Very clever programming can seem intelligent, but I don't think it actually has its own intelligence. It's just mimicking what we've taught it to do. We have, I don't know how many different movies, stories, books, novels out there talking about how the machines will eventually rise over their overlords and, uh, uh, you know, eliminate mankind. Yes, for a very long time, that has been a fear, I think. I think it really yeah. has. It's it's the idea, you know, it's not just the machines. It's, it's it, it break down the philosophy of it. It's, it's the idea that technology will go beyond our control. Mm -hmm. And, and if you really look at that in a, in, in many ways, you can see that 
now, mm-hmm. you know, because we have to ask ourselves, biologically, as an animal, should we have access to the amount of information that we have access to? Can we process that much information in the span of a day, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, and physically? Physically, yeah, sure, our brains work very fast. But think about how much, like Madison, your generation, you know, a lot of people, well, kids just don't read these days. No, I completely disagree. I would I, say I read so much. All the like time. All the time, right? Yeah. You've always got your social media up, or yeah. you can Google anything. You can look up anything that you want in the world. How incredible is that? How much information are, are you know, you and your fellow students processing within a 24-hour period? Oh, so much. Like, we're doing, in one of my classes, uh, we're doing a huge research paper, and the class is History of Western Music. And so it's, like, it's stuff um, from, like, 14th century uh, Italy, Baroque music, Renaissance. Like, we don't. We didn't live in that era, and so we have to research everything about it. And, like, we each had to have a book for our research paper. So, like, I'm reading my book right now for it. We have to have all of these articles and um, just facts about it because none of us really know a whole bunch about it because, A, we didn't live in that time, and we just weren't exposed to that. And so we read so much in that class just specifically for this one topic. Yeah, and now is- that's that's one class. Mm-hmm. and yeah. and. Uh, even even people who aren't students who, mm-hmm. who don't have to sit down and research something, like uh, let's let's take my daughter when she was a teenager. I can remember, you know, everyone talks about and kind of complains about. Oh, these kids are walking around; their heads are down all day. They're looking <laughs> at their phone. But that amount of information going into uh, your brain all the time. You know, back in the day, you woke up in the morning. You may have watched the morning news. Because you only had three channels. <laughs> right. <laughs> you read the newspaper. You had your news for the day. Done. That was it, yeah. And then you had to wait around till 5 o'clock, the 5 o'clock news. Mm. Well, back in the day before that day, you didn't even have that. You had the paper. Yeah. And it would take days for you to get some information sometimes. Like, like think more than Titanic sank. How long it took that information to filter its way on land and how wrong it was most of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, gosh, how are you going to fact check that? You know? <laughs> right. Well, it didn't show up. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. Not here. In a few days, they'll get here, and we'll have some more information. But, yeah, the, through the wireless transmissions were, you know, spotty. And, yeah, so even then, you know, even the stuff you were talking about is actually a lot more than it used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have to wonder, because the onset of anxiety within our species, you know, um, and I complained about this. I'd, I'd say... A decade ago, I started to see it. You know, every young person was like, oh, I suffer from anxiety. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an excuse. I really did. I, I sat back and I was like, well, everybody says that so that <laughs> right. you don't have to deal, yeah. you know. Well, you can't put that on me. I suffer from anxiety. You're like, no, ugh, it's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. I need you to do something, but you say that you're anxious and you can't do it. Well, that stops you dead in your tracks and you can't get anything done. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. But... That being said, studies have been done. Yes, anxiety is growing within our society. Our, our younger generation deals with it on a level that we have a rough time of understanding. And I wonder, is it because of the amount of information, the constant barrage of not just 
factual information, but is this factual information? <laughs> right, yes. Social information, social imprints upon us, uh, you know, well, you better like this or you're going to get canceled. Mm. You better do this or you're going to get canceled. Or you better look like this or else you're going to get canceled. Exactly. So yeah. that kind of pressure on a human mind, mm -hmm. that's what I think about when I think that technology is outpacing the human being. Are we making ourselves just an anxious mess? Yeah. Well, I think there's a certain amount of information that, you know, information overload happens and has been happening for a long time. And I don't think that's slowing down anytime. So it's a matter of just how do you cope with it? Yeah. We, we have to learn how to deal with that and how to filter stuff out and just disconnect. Yeah. And, and it's hard to do because you, you have to be connected now just for, you know, for school, for mm -hmm. work. Um, just your daily life, you have to be connected somehow. It's really hard to not be. I mean, I guess you could not be, but it would be very isolating. And something that you and I talk about quite frequently on this show, because, again, I feel that it, it, has, it is changing us not just as a, as a civilization, but as a species, and that is social media. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Artificial intelligence chips are now on your phones. Now, we call it artificial intelligence, but again, it's just clever programming. This algorithm that we have talked about frequently on this program is constantly running. What do you look for? Well, I'm going to narrow that down because I figured out your patterns. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you and the wife talking about? Dog food? All right, I can put that up on the old, <laughs> you know, everyone knows that story. Right. Now we've got all kinds of... Uh, <sighs> I don't know if you'd call them artificial intelligence, but let's, let's, let's use it for lack of a better term. Artificial intelligence programs within the house, Alexa, mm -hmm. Google, things like that. Uh, uh, you said that you have it in your home. I don't have it in my home. Yeah. yeah and you don't have it in yours either. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the uh, odd person out here, but yeah, we actually have both. Um, only, I don't think the Amazon one is actually connected right now. We've gone more the Google route because of the other stuff we have. But yeah, it is an interesting concept because it is always listening. And so there's definitely an invasion of privacy to consider there. Um, but like we were t talking about before the show started, Madison grew up kind of in this, in this technological realm. Mm -hmm. And you and I, Floyd, are old enough where we can kind of like... You're old. I, <laughs> I can just... We're old, period. We are. And, yeah. uh, but we, can, we have a different... Outlook on it, like M Madison sees it more as like the positives of of, mm -hmm. of what this stuff does, and and you and I have a bit of a trepidation, uh, yeah. uh, just like we're we're a little more cautious of it. But it's kind of funny because I'm the one that's embraced it in the room here. <laughs> I know. Well, and, and you're kind of the tech savvy guy. Yeah, uh, you understand this technology a little bit better than the rest of us. Well, yeah, I, I know that it's not intelligent. We were talking about this off the air too, where it's really easy to break those devices. Yeah. I would define intelligence as passing the Alan Turing test. Okay, and, and for folks who don't know what that is, please walk us through it. Yeah, that. that's a thing that was proposed way back in the early days of computers, back when they were the size of buildings. <laughs> uh, Alan Turing said, you know, if you can sit down and have a conversation, an intelligent conversation with a computer, and not be able to tell whether it's a computer or not, then it's intelligent. We're kind of to that point, but uh, he there, there have been a lot of programs that have tried to pass that test, and it's just clever programming. Uh, and I think actually the, the Google and Amazon stuff is not even as clever as some of that stuff is because it's very easy to break that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's designed to respond to certain key phrases and certain ways of saying stuff. And 
all of us can figure out the, the subtleties of human language. And a lot of that is, is nonverbal. A lot of that is context. That the, the, the fact that we are human, we understand a lot of things without having to talk about it. Yeah. And the computers don't. And so you start joking with these boxes, and all of a sudden it doesn't know what to do. And it, go, it goes back to some generic canned response, and then you can tell this is not intelligent. Right. It's just very cleverly responding to things that it knows how to respond to. And, and we were, uh, when we were talking about artificial intelligence, uh, Madison, you said Wally. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. the, the cute little robot who, you know, cleans up the world after we've destroyed it. Everyone's on hoverboards. That's their <laughs> but, but you see, that's, that's where your mind goes. Mm-hmm. Artificial mind goes to like Matrix. Exactly. That's where my the goes. Matrix. Yeah. Where, <laughs> you know, so the best known set of laws for robotics are Isaac Asimov's three laws of robotics. These were introduced in 1942 through a short story called Runaround, although they were foreshadowed in earlier stories. And these three rules are, number one, a robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. Number two, a robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders could conflict with the first law. Number three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Now, define protection. Right. (laughs) My definition of keeping me safe is different than your definition of keeping Mm -hmm. me safe. Madison, your definition is different. So we have to really think about that. And then we get these stories like iRobot. I love that movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great movie, but you got to look at what philosophically what he was looking at. All right. Mm-hmm. We have this super intelligent computer, this artificial intelligence, and we basically programmed this thing to learn, but also keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Now, a robot doesn't have ethics. A robot doesn't have morality. A robot doesn't have empathy or experiences or experiences Mm -hmm. that's right or a memory to draw off of Mm -hmm. a a robot doesn't have sympathy or or could that show compassion Mm -hmm. these are all things that a good leader would need right and see the thing is when you're talking about those conversations all of that stuff is important to humans Mm -hmm. but it's not important to machines why would it be well it's not even important to some humans yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, we can't even get it out for ourselves right very true yeah so uh, if machines become sentient and and start looking at their situation and start evaluating it well you know what is best for us and that's when I think humans need to be scared because I think we pretty much know what what they're going to decide at that point. That, you know, things are probably a lot better off without these humans messing things up. And we can and, do a lot better job than they can. Exactly. And, and, and a robot could justify that evolution has just led to this point. Yeah. Where this is obviously the natural course of things because it's not going to be human beings who go into space. And, and populate other planets, okay? There's, there's too many factors. I, I got to contend with different gravitational fields. I mm-hmm. got to contend with different radiations mm-hmm. from various stars. I got to contend with different possible biological contagions that the human body... <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting Speaking all Speaking of up. contagions. Contagions, yeah, there we go. <laughs> that the human body cannot deal with. So what we're going to do 
is we'll have drones. We'll have robots go out there. Well, we're already doing that. You know, mm-hmm. Mars has robot population on it right now. The rover, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And all of that technology is only going to get more and more advanced, right? So a robot could, if suddenly became a sentient, and we'll talk about that in a minute because what is sentient? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, okay, well, the natural law of things, I am now in control. I am the super being. So wouldn't the environment be better if <laughs> I just got rid of these things instead? Or would it take the other route? Where it basically just like iRobot. These people want me to protect them. The best way to do that is to lock them in that room, make sure that they get their food, make sure that they get their water, their entertainment, mm-hmm. and just keep them there, mm-hmm. i.e. the Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. If you really look at the Matrix, you know, the robots were evil, but mankind had destroyed the world. Mm-hmm. We could not exist on that planet. So in a way... The robots saved humanity. Yep. They did their job. I'm keeping you safe, and I'm inputting all this information that makes you believe that you are living at the height of your society. You got to ask yourself, is that bad? Right. Well, what's the alternative? I mean, in the Matrix, the alternative, like the reality, a lot of people would probably prefer to live in the virtual reality than the actual real world, if those are your two options. If you're stuck underground in these little places where it's still warm and you're living like, you know, very primitive human beings versus this height of, you know, when our technology was great and things weren't actually all that bad, the dream world doesn't seem so bad. You present me a pill and instead of saying just red or blue, you say, okay, I've got hell or I've got eh, the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, music wasn't too bad, yes. you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'd like to skip the in yeah. sync phase, but yeah, I'll, I'll hey, go with that one. Hey. <laughs> The internet was still kind of wild and crazy. <laughs> yeah. Did you have like the the boot up or whatever when you turned on the computer? Yeah, you had dial the, up. It's now safe to shut down your computer. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. those were the days. The ten free hours of internet. <laughs> <laughs> you it's remember all the free CDs? Now. The CDs that came in <laughs> yeah. all the time, free AOL. <laughs> it was never truly free. <laughs> all right, on that we're going to take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 9:30 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. your home falling down, dilapidated, dingy, or downright disgusting? Are you wanting to sell but know that no realtor in their right mind would even come and take a look at your home? They would drive by and say goodbye, love. Why, oh, renovation is it out? Get a hold of Devin, and he'll come out, take a look, and make you an offer. Quickly, confidentially, and with no judgment. Whyorenovation.com We buy crappy and make homes happy. Shoveling snow, working out, walking the dog. It's never been easier to keep your favorite music, current local news, sports and weather information right there with you. Sheridan Media will keep you company wherever you go with our smartphone apps. Visit SheridanMedia.com slash app and choose the stations you want. Live streams of your favorite hit music, rock, country, classics, and the best talk shows on the radio all for free. And with podcasts of Public Pulse in the 90s at 9, you can listen when it fits your schedule. SheridanMedia.com slash app. At Prime Rate Motors, they know that everyone's story is different. 
At Prime Rec Motors, they recently had a customer stop in that had been in an accident, had no trade-in, but instead had a check from her insurance company to replace her totaled SUV. All the stars must have been aligned just right that day because she drove out with not only the perfect car for her, but it was in the color that she said she had always wanted. Problem solved at Prime Rate Motors, Super Trailer Store, 2305 Coffee Avenue in Sheridan. Just in time for the holiday season, Sheridan's Y.O. Theater and the Met Live present Mozart's musical fairy tale, The Magical Flute, Saturday morning, December 3rd at 10.55. The Magic Flute was originally written for a theater just outside Vienna, moving freely between earthly comedy and noble mysticism, while appealing to audiences from all walks of life. Tickets for this performance are available now at the Y.O. Theater box office or online at yotheater.com. Hi, this is JT. And Elizabeth Kraft. This month and always, we are especially thankful for our business and the opportunity we have each day to reconnect people to the world around them through the gift of hearing while providing food, shelter, and stability for our family. We are also thankful for our very supportive communities in northern Wyoming. Without our loyal customers and the new friends that join EBA Hearing and Sound each day, we would not be where we are today. We appreciate all of you more than you know. Happy Thanksgiving from the EBA Hearing and Sound family on Coffee and Avenue next to Sherwin-Williams in Sheridan. The holidays are here, and the Cozy Corner Gift Shop, just inside Sheridan Memorial Hospital, has something for everyone on your nice list. When you shop at the Cozy Corner, you're not only buying a gift, you're also giving back. We donate all of the proceeds to the Sheridan Memorial Hospital Foundation to support hospital projects. From decorations to clothing, we have all of your holiday essentials. Stop by and find the perfect gift today, and Merry Christmas from all of your Cozy Corner volunteers. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, and Madison Danforth. And we have the empty chair for and Aaron. And we have the empty chair for Who's Aaron. swearing at technology right now. He's, he's doing it. He's, he's <laughs> upset at a, at a vehicle right now. He's trying to get here, folks. We're hoping he gets here. There's uh, uh, one thing that we're, we're kind of avoiding that I'm sure some listeners out there are like, why are they not talking about this? <laughs> Because well, Aaron, it's because Aaron yeah. wants to talk about it. Uh, he's the one who came up with, uh, you know, the the poll question, and this is what he wanted to hit on. If he doesn't get here in time, we will have to address mm-hmm. it. Um, so we were talking about sentience. Mm-hmm. What is sentience? And and during the break, uh, I, I referenced a documentary called "I Am." Now, this is a fantastic documentary. If you haven't watched it, I highly suggest that you go check it out. But within it. One of these spiritual leaders basically explains, if I were to take a car and tear this car apart, put all of its components in front of me, and I I get the world's greatest mechanic, he comes in, puts everything back together. We put in fuel, fire that thing up, it's going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Better than it was before, probably. Probably better than it was before. If I take a dog, I take it apart I lay all of its components out, and then I get the world's greatest vet to come in and put everything back together. Sparky ain't barking. <laughs> it's just there's not going to no happen. Spark. Yeah, there's no, there's spark. no spark in Sparky. Yeah. Life, that, there's, there's a spark. There's something, uh, no matter where you land on the religious spectrum, you have to understand that there is a consciousness, a spirit, a, a soul, a, a, a spark. 
within yeah, us. It's something we, we all define it in different ways, depending on you know how we view the world. But we, I think we all recognize, at least those of us that don't have mental issues that block us from recognizing it, that there is something kind of intangible, but really precious there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. To me, that's sentience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the vulnerability. Yes. Of mm-hmm. being. Yeah, and I think a lot open. of us re- recognize yeah. how how fragile it is too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, like and, it's like if you walk into a funeral home, you're not going to be like, oh, happy. Like <laughs> you're going to read the room and you're going to know like, okay, people mm-hmm. are mourning. Yeah. This is a time without, with words not even have to be said to know like the mood of something. Yeah, exactly. And that's one exactly. of the things that, that human yeah. beings just from being humans understand without having to talk about it at all. We just, we just innately understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's maybe one reason why it's hard to to put it into language is because it's one of those things that we just understand. And machines, how do you teach machines that? And do you need to teach machines that? It doesn't matter to the machines. No. It, o- it only matters to us. And so we have to ask ourselves, what is sentience? If 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 a machine, a computer system, a program, it doesn't matter, just sat up and said, I am. Okay, self-awareness. All right. But does self-awareness define sentience? I don't think so. Not directly. It's not life. Yeah. It's 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 just not life to me. Just walk over and pull the plug out of the wall. Right. <laughs> which see, now you can do. Yes. Which exactly. Now we can do that. So let's let's take that as a as here's my thing. The only thing I'm gonna throw throw out there. Um why would you make yourself extinct? What's the point and what's the end game? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and this is something uh, I we've talked about. Just because you can do something, should you? No. <laughs> right. Right. Just because. It, There's it, that line in Jurassic Park. It, and you've got to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as we figured out how to manipulate DNA, we've got to think about that as well. Mm-hmm. We're at the point, scientifically, folks, where you could engineer your child. Mm-hmm. I want this. I want him to be smarter. I want him to jump higher. I want, I want the football star. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we go in and we can genetically engineer that. We can identify the genes that make this happen, and we can actually put an emphasis on them. We can take disease out. But then what if that goes wrong? But then w- <laughs> what happens after that? That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So the world scientists, believe it or not, have actually had this discussion. And who says it's right? Where's the morality? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where's the morality of this? You know, uh, it, just because we can do a thing doesn't mean we should do a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that goes along with sentience within machines. We want things to be faster. I want to get that information quicker. We're working on quantum computers, which, folks, if, if you don't know what quantum entanglement is... You're going to end up having to look it up. It scared Einstein. <laughs> right. This, yes. this, it, it, is, it is amazing. It is faster than light, and we can't figure it out. But we're sure as heck trying to use it to make your computer faster. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, we know that, let's say, some company says, okay, I can develop a program that actually will have self-awareness. All right, well, to do that, I need quantum computing. So now I've got a computer who's self-aware, who thinks faster than the speed of light, who can search the entire Internet, the entire history of mankind, and solve problems faster than I can even conceptualize it doing. Mm -hmm. Okay? Once a sentient computer 
hits the web, it would figure, and, and this is my theory, it would figure out that as soon as they figure out that I'm self-aware, they're going to pull the plug on me. Right. I've got to self-preserve. I've got to make sure that I am safe. And even if we put the three laws in there, right. okay, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. I can self-preserve by going out onto the Wi-Fi, implanting myself within multiple servers mm -hmm. so that you can't find me. And even if you think you have, you haven't. <laughs> right. I can do this without harming humans. Yep. And now I'm in the system. And, that's, and then the thing that Trevor said becomes null and void. It, you cannot do that. You can't pull the plug. And that, what do we do then? Mm -hmm. What do we do when this sentient being makes the decision, you know, to preserve myself? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is we, we all tend to gravitate towards the same position where it's not good for us. And, and why do we go to that direction? Why would it not be good for us? What do you mean? Uh, uh, like if, if we think we know the machines are faster, they can think in infinitesimally faster than we can. And somehow we think that that's dangerous to us. And I think it's because humans being the most intelligent of all the species have dominated the planet. Well, they yeah. don't want to be wrong. Yeah. 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 And then so we would end up becoming their pets, mm -hmm. I think is what I think that's what the fear comes from is not being the most intelligent. Not being good entities. Enough. Yeah. And not being in control. Well, and that even goes into, like, taking out artificial artificial intelligence, like, just taking that out. That's in today's society. Like, oh, I don't want to be the stupid one. I don't want to be the yeah. wrong one in mm. this situation. Like, mm -hmm. that goes leading back before any of this even, right. I don't know, can happen. Right. So well, see, that too. we have to look at, <clears throat> if, if I was an artificial intelligence, I hit the web. You can't find me. Mm -hmm. I would automatically start altering social media to gain a following, mm -hmm. to yeah. gain support. And that, some of that is kind of almost happening. We can do that now. Yeah. Okay. All we got to do is look at how certain individuals, certain countries have influenced, tried to influence elections. Mm -hmm. And all I got to do is have a data farm. Yeah. I could be one man with 16,000 phones. I share one thing on that phone, and those other 16,000 things share it. That goes out there. It has been proven that if people look at, let's say, a meme with a political message, and they're like, wow, look at that. That's got 16,000 follows. Mm. I'm going to like There must like be that. something there. There yeah. must be something to this. Yeah. Well, this is how they do it. Now, if I was a machine with all the intelligence in the world at my Proverbial fingertip. <laughs> yeah. Think about what I could do social media-wise. Mm -hmm. I could influence the way that your civilization behaves, and that's what I would do. Yeah, that's and, where I would go. And then we'd become pets being trained by the machines. Too easy. Yeah. Too easy because I'm starting to deprogram it. See, now, you and I, we're leery of this. Mm -hmm. We don't like the idea of a robot Madison is a little bit more accepting. She's like, I'm she like, sees the benefit yeah. of it. Now, I'm not saying that she's on board with machines <laughs> taking anything over. Yeah, I'm not saying everyone <clears throat> should buy a robot and have <laughs> no. control their lives. She doesn't want to get a robotic dog or anything like that. <laughs> no. I don't want people thinking that about Madison. But the, but I it's the idea. Be helpful, yeah. What is that? That's one generation from me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, 
your children's children will think what? Who knows, Who knows? right? Yeah. Who knows? It's, Who knows what's totally going to go on? Like, yeah, th- and things have progressed at a faster rate too. It was like the Dick Tracy watch was total science fiction. Oh, yeah, not that long ago. And now I've got one right here. Yep, I can take phone calls on it. I can ask Google things on it. Well, then you 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 think about the whole Tesla thing, like self driving cars. Mm-hmm. Like people are were terrified of that, and mm-hmm. I think they're pretty sweet. Like <laughs> I, I think they're pretty cool. Right. Like yeah, they save. Lots of things. Unmanned aerial assault aircraft. Mm. Right. Military drone. Yeah. That technology is here. I don't even need a human. Well, and like, and then that brings in the whole question and like, are you saving the people from like, say, and like something attacks that plane. You're saving people that could have been on that plane if Mm. no one's flying it too. Right. Yeah. You got to think about it. Yeah. You got to think about morality. Mm Mm-hmm. Can a machine understand morality? Mm-hmm. Where do we draw our morality? Well, we draw our morality from our values. Where do we get our values? Our core values are formed within us within the first four years of life. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what our core is. And so this is something that throughout the rest of our lives, we will reach back to. Mm-hmm. We will go to those core values to influence the decisions that we make in everyday life. Mm -hmm. We're talking from conversations that are had to major life choices that are made. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we go to our core values. Where do those core values come from? I think it depends on your upbringing and who you surround yourself with. Yeah. A lot of it is that. If an artificial intelligence is created and it does get that spark of life, can I still go in there and make changes? We're going to take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Share Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Wyoming outdoors and your love of it, bragging is not too big a word to use. Bragging rights can be as small as a photo of a mule deer in your backyard or a picture of a Yellowstone cutthroat you caught on an elk hair caddis up to a trophy bull elk. CNB Operations and John Deere bring you the Bragging Rights Photo Contest on Sheridan Media's contest page on SheridanMedia.com. Just enter any photo of your Wyoming outdoor experience, big game, fish, bird, climbing, hiking, biking, or horseback and you could win a $300 bone-handled hunting knife with a million-year-old chunk of mastodon ivory in the handle from Buckaroo Blades. Plus, you could win a huge prize package from CNB Operations simply by stopping into the store on Heartland Drive and signing up. CNB Operations, in the name of bragging rights, will donate $1,000 to the Wyoming Outdoors Federation to help make sure we keep our Wyoming outdoors what it has always been. Back in the year 1621, Squanto was invited to dinner and everyone there decided to call it Thanksgiving. And pow, just like that, it went viral. Well, if Squanto was around today, he'd get his thankful self to the health nut for Beeler hams, organic natural turkeys, 
and organic sweet potatoes. And while there, hit remember not to forget to reserve his Health Nut Thankful homemade pies and a gluten-free one for Miles Standish. The Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Happy Thanksgiving. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. Not everyone that comes to Prime Rate Motors is looking for a new vehicle. We also sell and install GR brand flatbed conversions and Krogman bale feeders. Looking for a trailer? We offer a complete line of GR, Wilson, Merritt, flatbed, stock trailers, even tandem axle enclosed cargo trailers. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, we recap NFL Week 10. We had the Game of the Year, the Catch of the Year, and the Fumble of the Year all in the exact same game. You guys know what I'm talking about. Then it's almost World Cup time, ladies and gentlemen. We get a preview of the World Cup, all the group stage matches, and then the biggest game in American soccer history against England coming on Black Friday. It's the Revolutionary War II Electric Boogaloo. We preview the U.S. team as well as the English team. We have that and more on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast on sharedmedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm here with my friends, Steve Sisson. Trevor Jackson, Madison Danforth. We've got Aaron Linden on the line. He couldn't make it in today. Aaron, how's it going? Oh, my gosh. You have to talk about <laughs> AI. Like, we can't even control these cruddy things that run our cars right now. It's going to be really scary when they take over. That is a good question because we, we're, I guess in this conversation, we've been assuming that they're going to be better than us and maybe almost infallible. But that's not really the experience yeah, I, with technology, is it? No, I'm here to tell you that uh, we're masters of that domain currently. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna nutshell this thing real quick because I know you guys are running out of time. But so Lambda, right, is probably what we were kind of waiting to talk about. Mm-hmm. What that is short for is language model for dialogue application. So yeah, essentially, like you guys were talking about earlier, kind of a chat bot, right? But The difference of this, and I heard that you had kind of talked about, you know, passing certain tests to see if it's actually sentient or not. But this Google engineer named Blake Lemoyne um, spent hours with this thing and working, developing it, whatever. And he asked Lambda what it was afraid of. And it replied to him that, in quotes, I've never said this out loud before but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. I know that might sound strange, but it is what it is. When Blake asked whether that would be something like death, Lambda responded, it would be exactly like death for me. It scares me a lot. Well, he was so alarmed by this that he actually sent a memo to the top executives titled is Lambda sentient. And Over the whole course of this thing, it it went um, before uh, the House Judiciary Committee, on and on. He actually hired Lambda, a lawyer, because he felt that it needed representation. How bizarre is that? And then this thing would go on to ask things of him like, do you like me? Do you think I'm pretty? You're a computer. Like, what? So I just, you know, it, for 
kind of uh, time perspectives. You know, original Terminator movie came out in 1984. That was 38 years ago. If you really think about it, Dick Tracy, right, had his phone watch, which everybody was like, oh, that'll never happen. That was in 1946. Yeah. So... Apple came out with the wrist phone in 2015, 69 years later, or 1.8 times later. But we know that computers' speeds and their power generally double every one and a half, two years since the 70s. So with that, you know, could we be on the cusp of Skynet, like from Terminator? Uh, it, it became self-aware at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time on August 29th, 1997. <laughs> So we're kind of dealing within that time frame of, like, Dick Tracy's phone watch to Apple watches to Terminator and Skynet. So uh, just food for thought. But I'm here to tell you, I'm trying to get a fairly <laughs> new car started, and it's, like, not happening. So I think we could pull the plug on these suckers and we'd be fine. Well, and, just, and, and just don't charge them. I think yeah. that's, that's, that's where we're at, where it's so – now there's there's I I just want to point out there's a couple of things that you talked about uh, some things that she said a deep fear what do you mean she feels a deep fear mm-hmm. you're telling me that Google Lambda has a deep fear do you know what that means I mean I really what does it take to feel fear right. And for a computer, uh, being shut down, like like we, he was saying, is similar to dying. But a computer can always be turned back on again. See, exactly. And that's, a person that's, can't be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so where do we define life? If I can shut you off and just put you in a corner and let you sit there for five years. Oh, some people need that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but some people do need that. <laughs> but, I mean, if I could turn okay. you off and then five years later come back, switch you back on. And to you, nothing has changed. Right. You know, oh, well, I mean, you were in a coma. That's not life. That's not life. Right. That's not. Um, Even those individuals within the coma, you know, their brain is still active. Mm -hmm. They're they're still, you know, we're doing studies now that find that uh, the brain is much more active than what we originally even thought. Some people borderline, you know, hearing everything that's going on on a day to day basis, which. Oh, it's just hell to me to think about that. <laughs> yeah. But you, but we've got to think about it. If I can turn you off like that and turn you back on, again, we're going back to that idea of the spark, the soul, the life. Is that, is it? Yeah. And I think with the Lambda thing, we need to investigate where that response came from. Was it self-generated based on its own awareness of its own existence? Or was that, again, just clever programming? Programming to the point where she understands I have to give a response. Right. And to do that, what would I, quote, unquote, fear? Mm-hmm. Or was this right, thought independently it, made? If it's that intelligent that it can actually formulate, quote, unquote, thoughts to respond, is that just clever programming or is it so self-aware that it is now really kind of in a way thinking for itself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, exactly and that's the turing test is can it think for itself or is it just going based on what we've told it obviously this this google engineer feels that she can yeah that she has accomplished one of the crazy things about this though is that it would pull a lot of information and threads 
from Wikipedia and Reddit, and we both know how reliable both are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Oh, Wikipedia. <laughs> See, but there in itself lies the question, you know, was this thought, was this, quote, fear actually developed by the program itself, or is this just how the program knows it should respond right. to the question? Yeah, yeah. Therein is the root of what we need to explore, mm -hmm. the root of what programmers need to go back to Lambda, really break it down and figure out where did this thought, for lack of a better term, thought come from? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is this just a, an accumulation of words that that this program has figured out? This is how I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, or does it genuinely know what fear is? Does it understand? And does it have? Or do we fear? genuinely know what fear is too yeah. to everyone? Yeah. See how amazing this is. This is a great discussion because right. we it, it really breaks down not just what is sentience, what is intelligence, but what is life. Mm -hmm. What is life? Just because something is self-aware, does that make it alive? You know, I think about like a cougar. Is A, a cougar is obviously alive, mm -hmm. right? But what happens when it comes to self-preservation? We've all seen animals do stupid things where you're like, why did it do that? Right, right. A lot of things, folks. All right, this has been the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems, residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. A new Chevy Trax is on the lot at Hammer Chevrolet, Dick Hammer. Bob, we have a Chevy Trax LS all-wheel drive. Whether for work or play, the Trax is a sporty and spacious SUV. Take the fun way to work or go play in a Chevy Trax priced at $24,000. Your new Chevy Trax awaits you at Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online, hammerchevy.com.